Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to the Blooming Voices Podcast. I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi, and we're so excited to have you on with us for another episode. Yes, and by the way, everybody, Dahlia is recovering from an illness, a very big one. Oh, yeah, I mean, I got COVID, just like I think so many people have gotten COVID um, Mm -hmm. just in December and January alone, and so... um, yeah, it sucked. It wasn't fun at all. <laughs> so, like, how it bad were your symptoms? Fun. I mean, I've heard friends and family and, you know, so many people saying that for them, oh, it was like a mild cold. It was nothing. I had pretty severe symptoms. I had a really bad fever, really, really painful body aches, chills. Um, I had, like, minor chest pains and... Uh, Oh, the worst part for me was that I had this horrible, like, heartburn or indigestion. And um, that definitely affected my voice when I was a voice actor. Well, everything affected my voice during COVID because I also had, like, really bad uh, congestion and this uh, crusty cough. So I had the works. It was a beautiful experience. Just kidding. It sucked. (laughs) And this is with the vaccines. Like, she she had both of the vaccines. I think the vaccine, God forbid, if I wasn't vaccinated... I, it could have been a lot worse given my symptoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody reacts differently. And I say not everybody, like everybody reacts differently. And I was the kind that was more susceptible to getting sick growing up. So oh. like, you know, I had bronchitis. I've had pneumonia in the past. So I'm not like this felt like a really like a worse version than the flu. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So but you know, I'm better now. I For me, it lasted a few days of really bad symptoms, and then it started to taper off, so I'm grateful for that, yeah. But because of this, something we want to talk about today is the kind of patience. So talk about how do you feel now? So I notice a little, a few differences, and you know, this, uh, by the way, just so, like, this is my mindset. I was so careful for two years about not getting COVID. Mm-hmm. I did what I was supposed to. I masked. I kept my distance. You know, I I always maintained really good hygiene, so I didn't wait to COVID to start using soap, which <clears throat> I know a lot of people <laughs> did, unfortunately. <laughs> and, I'm not, and, I, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just saying. So, like, I did my part, but I guess Omicron is just so rampant it was unavoidable to get it because mm-hmm. COVID cases in our area are so, are, are just like escalating, you know? Mm. And no, it's not Biden's fault. I just had to put it in there. <laughs> yeah, but no, anyway, do any blame I know, exactly. So that being said, so when I got COVID, you know, and people were telling me their symptoms are nothing, it's no big deal. And I, I actually got angry. I found myself resentful. Because I'm like, well, no, it's not nothing because here I am in bed for three days straight, unable to lift my head up. And my fever is so high, it took over two days to finally uh, break on its own without like Tylenol or, Mm. um, you know, medicine. And um, my body aches were so painful. So my point is I started to get frustrated and a little resentful. And then I got angry at myself 
at my own body. And, yeah. you know, that sounds unreasonable, but it's an, I think it's a very normal human reaction yeah. that when something happens to us, anger, we get, I don't want to say like anger, like lashing out rage. I'm just saying like that frustration or that disappointment. I felt for someone who was trying to take care of myself that that happened. Do you know what I mean? So um, after I started getting better, I noticed that I still have like this weird shortness of breath that I didn't mm. have before. And this fatigue that's still kind of hanging around or this weird brain fog that I'm experiencing. So I want to be like, no, I need to be on point and like drink a lot of water and make sure I'm eating clean. But nothing's working. So I realized I needed to be gentle with my body. And I know that anyone who's had an injury or an illness can probably relate to that. At some point, we have to surrender and let our body take the time it needs to just heal without being so judgmental and antagonizing of our own selves. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, because you can remember what normal was like. And sometimes you can't. You're like, will I ever be normal again? But because yeah. like I had pneumonia in 20. 20- 2006 and it was like that where it was like two months long and it's like I I can barely breathe walking around Mm. and you get yeah you do because you're like you can't be this weak you can't like Mm -hmm. you you used to be so good body and yeah but like I don't know it it requires time and patience and like that is hard but you have to allow it to even or one, one of my friends with like she was like, oh, I don't take any any medication or like any any aspirin, whatever, for my menstrual cramps. I I'm, I just use it as a time that my body's telling me I need to slow down. And and I was like, OK, I'm never going to do that. But like maybe mm-hmm. I mean, like in a way she's honoring her body like that's yeah. what you have to do when you're sick is just oh, it needs to rest. Oh, I really want to play soccer, but I can't because I can't run exactly. right now. You know, um. I remember I had uh, I had surgeries on my feet many, many years ago, okay, when I was still in college, so a very long time ago. I had reconstructive surgery, three total surgeries on my feet, wow. which required me to be on crutches for almost a year total. Oh, I didn't know that. And, um, yeah, and the surgeries were not a success. They didn't fix what they needed to, what they were supposed to fix, so it left my feet permanently different. I'll just put it that way. Not like deformed or disfigured or anything, but the range of motion that I used to have just twisting my ankle is no longer there. So I that started to affect my knees, which affected my lower back, which affected... Mm. So you can see it's like a when the feet aren't healthy, but the point is, oh my God, I got in the best shape of my life, ironically, that year I was on crutches, okay? Oh. Because my up, I built up such amazing upper arm strength and I had the cut arms. I'm like, ooh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could see my triceps shaping, my upper back. Like it was all awesome, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I got off crutches, I had to come to terms with my new normal that you know there was a lot of activities I couldn't do the way I used to do them Uh, I used to love wearing heels and I couldn't wear heels anymore because Mm. my ankles were so weak and I tried the whole physical thing but of course you know I'm talking about me in my very early 20s so of course no did I do physical therapy probably probably (laughs) not I mean you know there are a lot of things that I could have done but I didn't know to do when I was that young you know what I mean yeah that being said I got really depressed and so I ended up gaining 50 pounds that first year I was off of crutches because I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. I didn't know how to deal with these changes in my body and my uh, limited mobility at the time, you know. 
And I just kept eating my feelings away until one day I woke up and I realized, God, I want more. But mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get more. But that started me on the journey of healing my mind along with my body. And is, are my feet 100%? No. Are there still limitations to what I can do? Absolutely. But I'm in, I'm in a much better place than I was even before surgery, which is awesome. And I feel yeah. that is accomplish, an accomplishment. You know? Yeah, that actually that makes me think. Because as a side job, I do transcriptions for this court reporting company. And so I've been one of their big clients that they got recently is the Social Security Administration. And I had to sign a bunch of waivers and stuff because I'm literally seeing people's Social Security numbers. But anyway, like so many of these stories, it's because it's their, it, people, their court hearings to apply for benefits, to disability benefits. And so many mm-hmm. of them, like it's like the saddest stories you'll ever hear. Yeah, like, I don't know, like 90 percent of them, they have not only a physical injury, but they also have a depression or something because of that. Yeah. And so it's like hand in hand and because it's the acceptance is hard because you're imagining and you're remembering I used to be so active. Yeah, you're living in the past. Be. Yeah. Yeah. And like the it is. Yeah, it's hard to accept your new normal, but you have to and get mm-hmm. therapy, do whatever you can. Like you have to. Oh, well, my yeah, like your ankles, they're not as good as they were. And like you loved high heels, but that's yeah. just not the reality. But so you find other cute shoes or something like that. Exactly. And, and you know what? It took me for me, like personally, it took me years to get to that point, guys. For me, it was I'm not talking about like a year or two. I mean, it took me years to come to terms with the fact that I wasn't clinically depressed, but I was just not the same person I was. Yeah. You know that saying where a feeling can be a mood for a little while, but keep holding on to those feelings and thought and it becomes your personality. Mm-hmm. And the more prolonged it becomes, it becomes your personal reality. So what starts out as a mood, as a thought, as a feeling, if you keep holding on to it, it literally becomes part of your personality. So yes, those kind of events can change people's personality, just like the way pain can change someone's personality. You know, someone who experiences chronic pain because of diagnosed or even undiagnosed illness, and they just feel pain all the time. It's not fun to be in pain all the time. And so that can cause a person to feel depressed and down and anxious and whatever. And then that becomes part of their personality and personal reality. And digging yourself out of that is what is the is what the challenge is. And that was the challenge for me is digging myself out of the personal reality I created for myself. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or even like because I have a friend who's in her 80s. Like, yeah, I have lots of old lady friends. <laughs> I'm not... I've always been good at talking yeah, to all awesome. ages. Yeah, have a range of friends. But yeah. so like she had like the surgery to remove water on the brain and has like a shunt or whatever in her head. And she was she was always like one of those people that took care of others and so independent. And now she's like on a walker and people have to take care of her and she can't drive mm-hmm. anymore and stuff. And, and so she hates it. But I mean, again, Aww. it's like getting used to she, she's doing her best to get used to her new normal. Like I know she doesn't like it, but. She's still doing things like going out to lunches and stuff and trying to enjoy life. Yeah. So it's going to take a while. Any changes in our bodies is scary, especially when it's out of our control. You know, we can't control what's happening at a cellular level. We can't control what's happening. There's only a few things we can control. Our nutrition to the best of your ability. Yeah. Our physical movement to the best of your ability. and And our mindset to the best of your ability. Like our free will comes in. When we talk about free will, we're talking about the thoughts that you choose to think, 
that's what true free will is, is that you have the choice to think whatever thoughts you want about yourself, about your life, about other people and situations. And so your thoughts determine your reality. And that's not take away from very real world circumstances that people are experiencing. But when we talk about what can we do, we can choose our thoughts. And from there, choose the actions that are accessible to us in that moment. And sometimes we choose good actions and sometimes we choose not so good actions that send us in the other direction. But we can always get ourselves back on track. You know? And you can always do whatever you have to to keep it like uh, me as a healthy walking person. I do like I'm trying to improve myself with Muay Thai and Pilates. And mm -hmm. so like I, love I was just Pilates. like, Ugh, yeah. even if I was because I, I saw this once this French movie called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. And it's because it's about a, a a journalist who was in an accident, and then and now he's like totally paralyzed. He can only blink, and it's a true story. Mm. And I don't know, like even if I was totally paralyzed like that, I would do whatever. I would, you know, like the Kill Bill kind of thing, like move your big toe. Like I would keep trying. Like maybe I'll I'll never be able to walk again, but I would try to keep improving. Or like my friend Sally, like she's doing her exercises to con try to improve her balance like maybe you'll never get back but you still keep trying to improve yourself oh yeah I totally agree and sometimes improvement is just being aware of your thought it doesn't all happen automatically and honestly uh, it never almost never happens the way they portray it in the movies it could take a while it could take years of um being in your rut or stuck where you are to wake up one day and realize you want something different. The point is, if you're finding that you're stuck in a certain feeling or in a certain way of being that's not advancing you in the way you want in your life, it's okay to find support, seek help. Like Jordan said earlier, whether that's with a therapist, a psychiatrist, a life coach, a friend that you trust, you know, someone that's uplifting you and gives you sal solid sound advice. So just um, reach out. It's okay to reach out. Don't allow yourself to get stuck in where you're at if you start to become aware of it. You know? Yeah, and give your body time. I, I have this other friend that throughout college and like we were in roommates for a long time. She she was like, well, I'll just push through it. Like she'll like sprain her ankle and she she doesn't go to the doctor and she's like, whatever, I'll I'll look weak if I don't, uh, oh, if if yeah. I go get this bandaged up, and so hopefully because now she's gonna be a mother soon. It's like hopefully I hope <laughs> that she treats herself better, and like that she doesn't teach her kid to like just push through it. I know. Like, Let's take... just be clear. Getting help is not weakness. And um, seeking support is not any less manly, even for you women out there who think you have something to prove. You know what I mean? It's I whatever the word is. Like, it's not. It's just dumb. I mean, I mean, you are... <laughs> Listen, we are not born to be isolated. We are people. We are born with higher brain functions. But it's communication and interpersonal connection is a primal thing, just like with all the other animals in the animal kingdom. You know, even humans need support and need a tribe around them. So you can't, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah, you may have success doing things alone and lone wolfing it for a little while, but, you know, you can get to where you want a lot faster with your healing, with your uh, mindset, with your growth, with your goals, when you have the right people supporting you. Or I mean, so. even if you are alone or whatever, like give your body time. Like this, this girl, this friend, like 
just like I don't know don't don't go back to playing soccer just calm down just sit around for with ice for maybe a few days at least like look I'll give you a simple example nothing related to um like surgery or whatever I have always um I have never been the most uh physically fit person believe me I tried with all my heart I tried uh, sports in high school, from softball to soccer to basketball, got cut from any team I tried on, okay? Mm. I had a big heart, a lot of (laughs) passion, but no real skills for the sports that I I tried (laughs) out on. But that didn't stop me from trying because I had this desire to just see what I could do, and I realized that there was a lot I couldn't do. Now, I realized as an adult, back then as a little kid, which you don't, think about at the time that was more ego based I wanted to belong I want to see that I can do it I didn't really have the desire that I thought I had to play soccer so I didn't really practice it same thing with basketball do you know what I mean yeah so but I found that the gentler sports the one that required a lot more like control in that sense like like martial arts or uh and when I say martial arts I'm not saying that's a gentle sport but you know what I'm saying it's not like yeah um, well you're not running constantly yeah exactly um and so uh I found that that worked with my body better and so like Pilates and yoga do amazing things for my body and I think they'll do amazing things for anyone but I did CrossFit for several years and I constantly got injured in CrossFit And I realized that I was letting my ego get in the way when I was doing CrossFit because everybody was lifting heavy. So I had to start lifting heavier and everybody was running fast. So I had to start running faster. But every time I ran, I was injuring my ankles. Remember my ankle story? Mm, (laughs) And every time I lifted heavy, I was hurting my joints, which had uh, damage from all the lack of care because of my ankle. So the point is... I wasn't benefiting and I didn't see the growth from CrossFit the way other did. I still love CrossFit, but it wasn't working for my body the way that it worked for other people. When I released that and went back to Pilates and light to medium weight training and walking, oh my gosh, my body started sculpting in ways that were incredible. So my point is what works for you might be different than another person, but it doesn't mean that it can't be a success. It just, it might look different. That's my point. Yeah, I know that goes with music practice also, because somebody once talked about that, like you can practice all your hours, like four hours in one go, or you can practice one hour throughout the day, up to four hours, that kind of thing. Mm, Yeah. I mean, whatever works for everybody is different. You know, for me, it's little consistent action in short bursts of time. I can't sit and do something for a prolonged period of time. I don't find the benefit for that, but everybody's different. So yeah, so anyway. I think we have covered basically yes. the main takeaway being one: give your body time, patience in your recovery. It's not going to be normal overnight, and it might yeah, it might take even years if it was some if it was like a broken injury or mm-hmm. like this balance injury or I don't know something like that. Two, you need other people sometimes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you need to talk to people, especially if it's a mental injury in a way. You need to talk yes. to people. Yeah, support. And um, my takeaway is embrace the new normal. If you, if your body or if your life doesn't look the way it used to and, and you love the way it used to, but because of an injury or a change or something happened that changed you physically and it's changing you mentally, embrace the new change and find your new normal through it because it doesn't mean life ended. It just mm-hmm. means that you get to, you get a chance at a new journey and it, and it 
and it'll look just a little bit different. So acceptance yeah. of your help new you. normal. It could help you relate to other people, like mm-hmm. another you might group find of more people. more doors open. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so thank you for listening. And you can catch us every Wednesday on bloomyvoices.com on all the things where you can find podcasts like Spotify, Apple, whatever. And, and social media, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, exactly. Email mm-hmm. us, um, send us a message on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know if you like today's episode, if you have ideas for future episodes, if you'd like to contribute, we'd love to have you on. Thank you guys yes. so much for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and all that stuff. And thank mm-hmm. you. Bye. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. And let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.